0: bird to your mother. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazukis on birthdays. It's Philadelphia. Marissa Bo, and Zach, kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach, are here to don't miss the mistress talk awesome.
1: I don't call it the off-season. I call it the non-playing season. Is
2: that what you say when people, you know, normies ask you about what you do in the off-season? You say it's the, not the off-season, it's the non-playing season. I don't
1: correct them, but I'll call it the non-playing season. Okay. I'll feel
2: like there's the playing season. And the NPO. The season. <laughs> yeah. Hello everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Thursday afternoon, 105 p.m. It's time for free agent quackatology. We are Three, four days away from the beginning of the legal tampering period. Six days away from the start of actual free agency, although there's really no difference between the two. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here. As we bid farewell and say goodbye and kick dirt on the grave and spit on it, Jim (laughs) Beheim, The career is over. Go Deeks, baby. I've never been so proud to be a Demon Deacon. You've never been
1: so proud to be a Demon Deacon. A uh, nice win yesterday for Wake Forest, and for Syracuse, 47 years in one place—that's objectively
2: an impressive. Listen, tenor. we said it. Was it? La- I don't know. If I remember if it was last year or two years ago, but we said it when it happened. The minute that Jim Beheim crossed Defop Anthony DeBundo, this was going to happen. We—I I vowed revenge. I didn't know how long it was going to take, but somehow, some way, I was going to bring that guy down. And Davian Williamson, let me uh, allowed me to uh, to make it happen. So, uh, Beheim, maybe in your next life you could be uh, less of an a hole to the people around you. <laughs> I gotta say, the the year before
1: I, I went on campus, they were talking about a succession plan, right? It was talking about Mike Hopkins there. I went on campus 19 years ago, uh, so that I, I think speaks to to like how long this has been a topic of conversation and the way it ended was uh, almost fitting, right? Like he, he can't go out the way coach K did. He has to go out in his way, but the career itself is, is nothing less than impressive, right? The, the, uh, if you've been to a game in the dome where there's 30,000 people there and you're like, this is, this is in the middle of central New York. It's snowing every day here. OK, uh, how are they getting people to come? And it's uh, it's it's because they've, they've had in those 47 years, a lot of quality basketball. So uh, there's there's been some low lights. There's been some um, objectable stuff off the court, hmm. but there has been. You said uh, it, not me. There's there's also been a lot of winning and a lot of lives changed as well. So
2: well, he's definitely changed a lot of lives
1: yes he has he has yeah there's been
2: like literally flipped him on and off you know <laughs> i mean
1: zach, you had there's... to know you were
3: walking into that
1: one no I, I i meant there's 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 been a lot of people who who have you know gone there and, and their lives have improved by virtue of playing mm-hmm. basketball at that
2: school all right uh, a quick question early from the chat zach uh, that uh you may want to answer um people want to know in the aftermath of tuesday's episode since then have you since uh, sat down to pee no and i i was actually thinking about it um <laughs> while i was standing
1: up Yo, and, and i was like this this is so odd to me
2: and um why is it odd i mean you sit down for other things
1: no, I I recognize that, but the fact that you know I I'm always open to new ideas and learn. The fact that um I'm, uh, like I'm, I'm, open to I'm 36 and
2: turning 37
1: in a few weeks, and I never knew this is something that that people that that men do.
2: That's so weird. What's that? It never occurred to you that you could just, that you could sit down?
1: No, I, I knew you could. I mean, I potty trained my, my son, right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you could. I just didn't know what something you're, j- you're just
2: like berating Reed because he sits on the potty and like, you <laughs> have to stand up. <laughs> Be a man, Reed.
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought, I, I thought you stand, right? And so, no, I, I, I have not changed that habit. Um, and I, I don't know if that's, if that's something I am planning on doing.
2: Now, Marissa, it was brought to my attention. We we sort of glossed over a, a comment that you had in the middle of that conversation about oh, Michael. Uh, I
1: didn't gloss it over. You glossed it over. I I paid recognition to it.
2: Yeah. I didn't really. The chat was said. like
1: the chat was like, wow, you just threw him straight under the bus.
2: What What did you say? What did you mean by it?
3: I just meant maybe he should at night when it's dark because his aim at night is not the best. <laughs> And yeah. this is like a openly discussed problem in our household. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we were in Cleveland, we use separate bathrooms, which honestly is the greatest thing ever. If you can and nice. you have two separate bathrooms, use them. Because it, it really helps a, a relationship, I think. But yeah, I mean, I'm all for him trying sitting down at night because.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's clean up after yourself, you know. Exactly. If you're going to do that. Yeah.
3: If I don't have to use that bathroom, then I don't care. Do whatever you want.
2: Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Zach, before we get into the 64 players who are pending free agents (laughs) that we're going to work through and find out who is the most likely player to sign with the Eagles in free agency, uh, tell us if there is any uh, news or uh, happenings or scuttlebutt uh, around the Eagles that is not related to the players they could sign that we need to know about.
1: Yeah, we did a show about 48 hours ago. Uh, Not much has changed since then. I I would say tangentially related, Chuck Clark was traded today, uh, or a a trade was agreed to, Ravens to the Jets uh, for a seventh round pick. And I I bring that up because uh, if you're looking for, for alternative ways for the Eagles to address safety, the trade market or cap casualties could be one way to do so. Uh, Chuck Clark was a player who would probably have been high on the on that list. It's a small price, but he was going to get cut. So that's that's a cap guy off of it. Uh, oh, that's a cap casualty off of it. When we did the podcast the other day, um it was right after or be- no it was, real, it was it was it was right before the franchise tag deadline. Correct. Right? Right yeah. before the franchise tag deadline. Yes, they because did not
3: Daniel Jones got that extension. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, the Eagles did not tag CJ Garner Johnson as we had been telling you for the past week. They were not going to, they did not tag anybody. And uh, so, the, so now these players are set to hit the market. CJ posted what I interpreted to be a, a goodbye video.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Would you interpret that as well? Or CJ, CJ Garner Johnson, mm-hmm. CJ Garner Johnson, uh, posted what would amount to a goodbye video. Yes, that's we'll, what it seemed like. We'll, 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 we'll see what the market is. Uh, in my experience, typically, after free agency, these guys – I'm sorry, after the combine, these guys have a sense of what the market is going to be for them. Uh, free agency, the tampering period begins on Monday. And on Monday at noon, free agency officially opens. On Wednesday at 4, most of the big deals are agreed to. Between noon on Monday and four on Wednesday, uh, and for the Eagles' top free agents being Gardner Johnson, Hargrave, Bradbury, I would anticipate those those deals are agreed to by then. Did Reddick happen on Monday last year? Reddick happened on Monday last year. Okay. Correct. Just trying to remember. And then nothing happened for a few days there after right. the sky was falling. So I don't remember. The- that's what that's either. what that's, Howie that, says exactly. Yeah, that's, that's not what I remember. No, no, remember. that's th- yeah. that's not at all what. That's not at all what happened there. That, that that's a little repainting of the narrative. What was, what was portrayed was, was that they were bringing back Sorry. that they were bringing back the group because if you recall, the next three moves that they made were bringing Cox back, okay,
2: releasing him and then signing, resigning yeah. him the next day,
1: signing Barnett. Okay,
2: that didn't happen then, immediately though, right? That happened. No, After but that was
1: like in the next like week, like okay, yeah, high, yeah. like uh, bringing Anthony Harris back, and yeah. at that point, so those were like the those were the big moves that the Eagles had made at 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 that point. They they hadn't signed anyone else from the outside, uh. So there was a round the outside, round the narrative, outside. um, about them running it back with the group from before, and I think that's more what the the uh, offense they took. Too. And and look, if we knew then they were going to trade for A.J. Brown and that they were going to sign James Bradbury and they were going to trade for C.J. Garner-Johnson, of course that wouldn't have been the narrative. And I think everything was explained by saying the offseason is not over yet, right? Uh, but after that first week, it was bringing in Redick and then mostly bringing back.
2: Well, and you also have to remember have- that free agent class also included um, re-signing and extending Jordan Mailata and yeah. Josh Sweat and yep. Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard yeah. during the season, so that also played into the keeping the band yeah. together narrative. And despite their interest
1: in Christian Kirk and in Calvin Ridley and, mm-hmm. uh, and now in Robinson, really Marcus what Williams, they were, yeah. what no, what 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 they were really planning for with the offense was just more targets for Devontae right. Smith and Dallas right. Goddard. That's what that's you, the thing you got to think about. Is, that's you know. what you got to think about. Yeah, right. and the the corners that they had. On the roster, with the Carry Vincent. We junior. got all
2: these young guys. We, you know, it's going to yeah. be a good competition. Where you got to give them believe a chance. Guys. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we gave up a real asset for Carrie Vincent.
1: Yeah, but but you know what? I I also don't fault them for that. So much of this job this all. time of year. So much of this job this time of year is selling it. Like I'm. I've already uh, started getting. Uh, I'm. I I put out a call for mailbag items for a potential mailbag next week and so many of the questions already are of the nature. Like, what are they going to do on defense? Like, like why is Howie sitting on his hands? You know, how are they going to replace these guys? So I, I, I think that I would say proactively, don't, don't get up or like, we are warning you. We have warned you. They're going to lose players, okay? The depth chart's going to look a lot different on defense. Uh, there's a lot of time between now and week one for them to figure this out.
2: But it is also it is also a reminder that you know just for us. Just because they say something, I mean it. It usually oh, yeah. means it's the opposite. Like <laughs> at this for the next two months, yeah, everything they say is mostly a lie. Well, right, I,
1: I I've often said like if I was a GM leading into the draft, I would just tell exactly what I'm doing because no one believes you anyway. Well, you right? could do
2: that. You couldn't do that every year because yeah, I need mean, to be known for that. True. But like if Howie <laughs> did that right now. It would it would work perfectly because yeah believe
1: yeah it's like this is what we're going to do guys yeah so
2: right yep all right Zach let's uh let's get into this we got a long way to go here we got sixty four pending free agents I'm glad go we had that bathroom talk at, at the top time. that
1: that that was really necessary considering we all have plans later so
2: yeah I <laughs> mean you gotta get you gotta get the important stuff out of the way <laughs> the
3: chat was asking he's only yeah. voicing the thoughts of the chat man so. of the people
2: man mm-hmm. of the people. Exactly all right, what you are now, Zach? <laughs> well, listen.
3: <laughs> Tell him, Zach. We
2: can't all be we can't all be hobnobbing with Thomas Friedman and his parties <laughs> parties with the elites. And someone has to be down here with the Hoy paloi.
1: <laughs> I hear you. All right, let's get going.
2: Okay, we yeah. have sixty four players here, Zach. Uh, awesome. Now, just from a general perspective, once the Eagles restructure contracts for Darius Slay. And Lane Johnson, they're probably looking at about 35 or so million dollars in cap space. Uh, we know that they have uh, sort of a compensatory pick windfall coming, right? Um, if Let's let's just presume that Javon Hargrave and C.J. Gardner-Johnson and uh, James Bradbury all sign elsewhere. Those are going to be big money deals. Those, you're looking at like third or fourth round comp pick values there. Then there's a bunch of other guys who are going to qualify. You can't get more than four comp picks in a year. So the Eagles can afford to sign guys who qualify for comp picks. I don't think they need to worry about it too much. Um, We're not going to be getting into like a, I don't think they're going to sign like three of those guys, but uh, there is, there is a little bit of room to spend and uh, we're going to get into it. Okay.
1: Correct. Now the one thing we should say with compacts with, with comp picks is that, the Eagles are are confident they're they're gonna get four. You don't know where those land, and so if you sign a big money guy, it offsets a big money right guy leaving. What right? you, so sign you sign
2: cancels out a, le- a similar level exactly. One, right? So
1: if you sign Zach Allen, okay, or you sign Draymond Jones, that cancels out one of the, the big name guys. That Call it Bradbury,
2: mention. right? Yeah, exactly. Because I think those guys will get a little bit less per year than Hargrave, yeah. and then there is like uh, there's like playing time. Uh, yeah. incent or, or like uh, calculations that are part of it, but I think they, I think the Eagles, uh, my, my bottom line is I think the Eagles can afford to sign one mm-hmm. high level, uh, qualifying guy, but we will, we will get to that right. section or keep one high
1: level guy on their team,
2: right? Yes. Exactly. exactly. And I think, well, we, we can talk yeah. about that also, but, yep. uh, I've got little, I've got eight pods of eight here, Zach, that are uh, okay. themed brackets. We will start with the backup quarterback bracket. The Joe Flacco region here. Yeah, well, well named. And we begin at the top with Marcus Mariota against Jacoby Brissett. Who do you think is more likely to be signed by the Eagles? Marcus Mariota released by the Falcons. That means that he does not qualify for the comp pick formula. Jacoby Brissett, Brissett does. Uh, Brissett, obviously, a Nick Sirianni favorite, yeah. as we have talked about. Marcus Mariota experience with Alex Tanney. Jason Michael was his offensive coordinator for a time, played with A.J. Brown for a year. Uh, I believe that Kevin Patulo overlapped with him in Tennessee as well, so the Eagles have plenty of inside knowledge on him. So Jacoby Brissett makes more sense from a Sirianni perspective,
1: but I also think Brissett's probably going to get a little more on the market. Uh, he's, I think he, he played better last year than Mariota did. And so no – um, Based on that price, I would think Marcus Mariota makes more sense for the Eagles, or, or, or I shouldn't say it makes more sense. It's more likely for the Eagles to sign.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because you can go, you could convince yourself to go one of two ways with a backup quarterback, right? You could convince yourself you want a guy like Mariota who can keep the you know running quarterback part of the offense in place. Or, you know, it's not like it's not like the offense didn't work with Gardner Mincio. I mean, he had a bad game against the Saints, but uh you could want a guy who's gonna get the ball to AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Um, I'm curious to see how the Eagles approach that, but I agree for this matchup, I would lean Mariota uh because he doesn't qualify and because he's gonna be cheaper. We agree. Next up, Teddy Bridgewater, who among the free agent quarterbacks as the third-best EPA per dropback over the last two seasons behind Gardner Minshew and Jimmy Garoppolo, or dandy Andy Dalton, who came into the link and beat the Eagles in the guts of December?
1: I'm going Bridgewater here. I don't have a strong opinion either way, uh, but Bridgewater, I think Bridgewater makes a little more sense for the Eagles.
2: I think so too. Uh, I could see like a, I could see like a two-year deal for a for a Bridgewater type, like a two-year, a bridge to the next uh, seven and backup. a half million dollar deal or something yeah. like that, um, to lock it in. I don't know. I don't think that's super crazy.
1: If I can interject here with one quick question, now, for
2: you. Bridgewater does have yeah. injury concerns. He has he has not been able to stay healthy. But are
1: are you? Um, of the belief that they're going to add a shore number two, or do you think Ian Book's going to get a chance to compete for that job against somebody else?
2: Depends on what kind of player they sign.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm asking you what do you think they'll do? Like, are, are they allocating reasonable money to this spot, or are they going with, with Ian Book against, like, a, a veteran minimum guy?
2: I think it's going – I don't know what the answer is, but I think it's going to tell us um, – what kind of shape they think like they how how difficult they really think they are in cap wise because left to their druthers i don't think they would enter a season with super bowl expectations and ian book as their number two quarterback just know so, yeah so the, they value the position um, yeah so, so i i don't think that ian book is going to be okay penciled in as the number two
1: it's 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 essentially it's your Nate Sudfeld argument, right? Like, are, are you going in with Sudfeld as your backup or do you want someone with more experience there?
2: Yeah, and what do you think?
1: I think they're going to sign somebody.
2: Okay. Next up, Sam Darnold against Baker Mayfield. We've got a nice little Panthers uh, matchup here. Good job by the committee putting a little uh, you know angle to the matchup yeah. in the first round. Um, to me here, I, I would go Darnold He's a little bit more mobile. I think he's probably more likely to like really accept being a number two quarterback. And I think their I think their price is probably about the same.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I actually like Darnold. Um, I shouldn't say actually. I I like Darnold. I, I think Darnold's had some lousy situations in the, in the NFL. I mean, ultimately you're responsible for your own play. Uh, but I think he's he's a better player than maybe the reputation is at this point. And I think for a reclamation project, backup quarterback, I prefer Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield.
2: And you think he's more likely?
1: I do. Okay. I do. Yeah, I, I do. agree. I think the Eagles had a shot at Mayfield last year if they wanted to put a claim in on him. I, I suppose they, they had Minshew at that point, right? But if they wanted to kind of... Yeah, that wouldn't have made sense. That's
2: true. All right, we close out the backup quarterback first round the Joe Flacco region with Taylor Heineke, who could uh, have some discussions with Jalen Hurts about how annoying it was to be Carson Wentz's backup, or Drew Locke, the former second-round pick who lost out to Geno Smith in Seattle. Could the Eagles be looking for uh, another former second-round quarterback rebuild the former prospect, shine.
1: Yeah, let's go with rebuild the former prospect shine. I mean, if you think Drew, if you think Drew Locke has uh, has some untapped potential, or uh, I mean, he's he's younger than Heineke, and he's had a he had a bit of success when he was Denver's starter. Uh, I think Drew Locke would be more likely here.
2: Yeah, I kind of I kind of think Drew Locke might make some might, might make some sense because he's a guy who you I mean, you're not going to have to pay much at all, and he's a guy who you could. Like if Ian Book comes out and plays him in the summer, it's no sweat off your back if you cut Drew Locke. Whereas these other guys, you're, you're more committed. All right. Would you like to move through this section and have somebody come through, or should we move to, the, to another first round? How would you like to proceed? I trust you as our leader here. Hmm. I, th- I, I think you,
1: you know how to navigate a podcast. World, yeah, let's, so.
2: usually we go through the whole first round, but let's, let's do it. Let's change it up this year. Let's keep let's keep going through the bracket, through the region, through the Joe Flacco region. Marcus Mariota against Teddy Bridgewater. Wait, real quick, do we think this is the real Shield in the chat? Or do we think this is a Shield? It's definitely not the real Shield in the chat.
1: I I didn't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm paying attention to you. I just see on the side of the screen, Shield Yeah,
2: It's not Shield. Shield doesn't write uh, F (laughs) R. Like it's it's me for real. Give me a break. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: Okay. Sorry. Uh, Mariota Bridgewater. Let's let's go Marcus Mariota here.
2: Um, a, yeah, a I can talk fit, myself into Bridgewater. Okay. Um, But I think I would lean Mariota as well. Sam Darnold versus Drew Locke.
1: I think Darnold of, of those two. Yeah, I, I like, uh, I think, actually, Darnold might have, does he have a background with Petula? Did they overlap with the Jets at all? Uh that I don't know. That I don't know either. I, I would have to look that up. Um uh... But yeah, I think I think Darnold of those two. Darnold might be a little more expensive, but if if you're saying this guy can be a backup and maybe we can trade him, you know, if if, if he looks decent out there or or get a comp pick for him, I think Darnold has more upside there.
2: All right, I'll go. I'll go with you on Darnold. I'll follow your lead. All right, who comes out of this region, Zach? Marcus Mariota versus Sam Darnold.
1: Marcus Mariota. Uh, mm. He was the. You had an outstanding piece on Tuesday.
2: But I that, didn't write that headline, so I didn't make. It's not supposed to be. The Eagles are going to sign Marcus Mariota.
1: I know, but he was. The, I'm saying he was the featured photo there, and I thought that. Uh, that that drew some people in, and uh, appropriately so. I, I think he makes a lot of sense for a Jalen Hurts backup. And and look, I I think I,
2: I no, I don't. With I don't you. think that Marcus Mariota is good. I want to make that clear. I think he's no. bad. Um, I don't think he's bad. But I think he, I think there is a I think there is something to a fit here potentially. Do you think he'd be one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL? I think he'd be one of the. Uh,
1: do you think he'd be yeah, one of I mean, the he He'd be 10? above average.
2: I think, yeah. I think he would probably be a,
1: a top 10 backup. Yeah. Do you think he's he's one of the top 42 quarterbacks eligible to play in the NFL? No. You don't? Interesting.
2: Okay. Once the rookie class comes in. We don't have name.
1: to do that list here. So yeah.
2: um
1: I, I was afraid that's the direction you were gonna take this show with start naming 42. Yeah, I hate the way he
2: throws the ball, just aesthetically. Okay. Um, but i do think there's i I do think there's a potential match here okay wow marcus mariota congratulations he's made it through we move now to the uh the familiar names portion of the bracket the zach pascal region Hmm. Uh, this is guys who may have connections or uh, maybe connected to philadelphia and we start with a matchup zach of two former eagles who could potentially make sense to some degree Jordan Poyer, the former seventh-round pick, the one who got away for the Eagles. Who who was it that they kept on the roster in order to? Matthew Tucker. Matthew Tucker. Yes. Wow. I remember where, is... where I
1: was when that happened, actually. On a date? No, I, I, was doing, I was doing the Big Brother Little Brother program, and I took mm. my little brother to a Temple football game.
2: Nice.
1: that, yeah, And it was the Saturday, and they made that transaction, and I reached out to some people in the organization to find out uh, why they did that
2: versus former thir- fourth-round pick Mac Hollins, who had a breakout season for the Las Vegas Raiders this year. Uh, if you're looking for a Zach Pascal replacement, a guy who's willing to do the dirty work and also probably offers a little bit more downfield juice and to contribute on special teams, I think he could do worse than Mac Hollins. It's possible he prices himself out of the market who do you think is more likely here, Zach, Mac Hollins La- or Jordan Poyer? Yeah, lines right, is signs right, right.
1: Uh, real quick here on that's on not this him. That wasn't him. That was him. Lines right, is signs right. It was. Yes, I thought it was JJ. No, I think it was Hollins. Lines no. right, is signs right. Uh, so just to just uh, to, to pat ourselves on on the back, this quackatology game last year we nailed it. Right, we had I think we had Pascal Reddick. Um and Kaiser White,
2: I think that's right. But four? but Jordan Whitehead, I believe, is the was the winner. Okay, I believe Sheil convinced us. I'm going to blame Sheil here and gotcha. throw him under the bus. I believe he convinced us that that would be we would get more credit for that because it wasn't quite as okay. popularly linked.
1: But I'm, I'm I'm just saying we we nailed three of four.
2: So. Yeah, I think we're actually. I think what usually happens is is like the guy who is the runner up, who we don't okay. pick, is the one who they actually signed. I feel like okay that's happened in the past. Okay.
1: Um. That's like my fantasy basketball drafts, right? Uh, so of, of this group, I, I would think Jordan Poyer. I, I don't think either one of them, frankly. I don't think Hollins makes sense for what they're they're going to do. Uh, and I think Poyer, they'd probably go younger at that spot, and they might be priced out there. But I think Poyer certainly fits better for, for what they would do.
2: So Poyer. I think I would actually go Matt Collins. Uh, And the case I would make is that uh, Poyer is not only 32, but he's coming off of an injury. Mm -hmm. And because of that, like he's going to cost money because he's a good player. I don't think the Eagles are going to spend on a player who's that old and has an injury history and is going to qualify for a comp pick. Whereas like Mac Hollins, what are we talking about? Like we're talking about a Zach Pascal type contract and that's a role that they like anyway. And if you're going to sign a fourth receiver, it's got to be someone who plays special teams. I would, I would think that that Mac Hollins makes a little bit more sense.
1: Poyer's not interested in state income tax. He would probably want Mac Hollins a spot in Vegas to be honest.
2: So. Okay. So Marissa, do you break the tie?
3: Um, I mean,
2: or we let the well, chat do it.
3: Yeah. Maybe let the chat do it. I don't know. I think I like I like Matt well, Collins. So if
1: uh. if the chat's breaking the tie, we know it's going Bo. So I mean, we could just we could just go with Bo's picks here.
2: All right, Matt Collins, it is. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to Matt Collins for moving on. Next up, um, a couple players who have been linked to the Eagles in the past. We have Browns running back Kareem Hunt, who was floated as a possible trade candidate last offseason. or Paris Campbell, who famously is the guy the Eagles were going to take if they didn't take J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. They were debating between Paris Campbell and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside as they were live on the clock.
1: And, of course, Paris Campbell has background with Sirianni and Patuo. Um, mm. I think Paris Campbell would make sense if they move on from Quez. Otherwise, I I don't know. If, I, I think Kareem Hunt would have more of a defined role here. Uh, and that's some and, He's still he's, he's he's not old. He's been around for a while, but he's not old yet. If they're looking to pair him with a Gainwell and a rookie, I I I could see that. So I'd be real intrigued by Paris. Paris is someone who I, I think is going to be better second contract than first. He's dealt with some injuries, and uh, and he came on a bit last year. Had a sixty-plus catch season, I believe. Um, but <laughs> but I am going with Kareem Hunt of these two that I think the Eagles will be more likely to sign. Uh,
2: Kareem Hunt uh, will be 28 next season. Uh, Had a bit of a down year in Cleveland, not quite as productive. Also less involved in the passing game than in years past. Uh, Paris Campbell, as you said, Zach is coming off the best year of his career, really the only healthy year of his career. Uh, 26 years old. Uh, I think that Paris Campbell probably costs more. And so I think I agree. I, would, I will go with you on Kareem Hunt, although I don't think that either is super likely. Uh, next up, the uh, number one free agent on many boards, <laughs> the only offensive lineman who will appear in uh, this year's Quackatology, That is, speaking of the Browns, Michael Dunn. If the Eagles are going to lose Isaac Sayamalu, would they be willing to throw, let's call it, $20 million a year <laughs> at a versatile starting caliber interior offensive lineman who can play any of three positions or Puna Ford, who uh, is the short squatty defensive tackle who was in Seattle with Sean Desai last year, had uh, a slightly down year last year, but uh, is a good run defender and offers that, you know, fun bowling ball type pass rush juice upside. So, Michael Dunn, I think
1: he can find a better situation than Philadelphia, honestly. I, I think that, that the Eagles— you can get more uh, than $20 million? <laughs> I don't think the Eagles are going to pay him $20 think That's
3: the I, thing. Yeah. He
1: saying, yes. I, I think he, he goes on and signs a good deal somewhere else where he has a better opportunity for playing time. I think the Eagles are going to look more to draft and develop reserves than sign a veteran. Um, so, I, I hope in Michael's case that he finds an opportunity where there's, there's probably a better path to playing time than on a team that's going to have Cam Jerkins and Jack Driscoll there. Uh, so in Puna Ford, Bo and I have a piece coming out tomorrow for full disclosure where I I, I read about Puna Ford. Um, it's it's easy to kind of compare body types to Hargrave. Hargrave's a little taller, but they, you know, they're, they're both kind of um, more on the compact side for D tackles. Uh, Puna Ford doesn't have the same pass rushing efficiency stats that Hargrave had when Hargrave signed with the Eagles. Um, back in 16, in I, I'm sorry, not 16, not uh, 20. Uh, but if they're looking for a rotational de-tackle, I think Poonin Ford's definitely a name to watch. Like Bo said, coming off a down year, he's had production in the NFL. Um, he's He has a little bit of pass rush juice. He can help against the run. He kind of fits in between your your Jordan Davis and, and Milt Williams. He He's not a headliner. Uh, he didn't have the best year last year, so I don't know if Sean Desai's impression of him was the best, but I think he's still 27 years old, won't turn 28 until November. And so uh I think I I like Puna Ford here and I would watch I would watch out for Puna Ford as a uh as kind of a sleeper signing for the Eagles.
2: Yeah, he he is pretty low on the pass rush productivity uh mm-hmm. hit rate per um, pass rush snap of the uh 31 defensive tackles that I have here in this sample. He is 26th. Uh, significantly below um, average. So I, I don't think he's bringing a super amount of uh, juice, but we talked about the other, the other. I mean, we'll get to, there's more deep tackles in here. They're going to have a lot of snaps to replace. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think mostly for the reason that um, I don't believe that Howie Roseman is willing to uh, give us the gift of Michael Dunn in Philadelphia, that I will go with uh, Puna Ford moving forward here.
3: I, yeah. I think it's a good pick i mean obviously i'm biased but um
2: well we're not you know. disputing the better player and we all know who that is
3: well the scheme you know roster mm. i think when you look at it you know
2: if this was a matchup of who's blocking who who's rushing against i mean michael dunn is winning this no doubt Poudreaux, also it could be really a Hayward. little
3: difficult in the next um if he did face cody barton in the next uh Bracket because that is also a David Cantor um, client.
2: Oh, so
3: that could have been a little little difficult if they
2: maybe you can get us the breaking news out. on that one.
3: Yeah, maybe. Um, but but quick aside, Michael did just text me. LOL. Why is my name up on the screen? <laughs> 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 I said quacketology Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, LOL.
1: <laughs> That's right. Genuinely hoping. Um, I'm excited for the Dunn family next week, and, and Michael has. Has earned the opportunity to hit free agency here, and uh, and I'm excited to see what what comes out of it because, uh, yeah, that I think the tape's good. I think the profile is good. An ascending player here, someone like the Bo back said is in good shape. Everybody who's spots. listening needs yep. to know. Yep, um, yes. can can definitely hang out with the guys as as we saw uh, <laughs> last week at the combine. So good locker room addition uh, and. From from what from what I understand, it's it's Michael's favorite week of the year, non football wise, March Madness. So yes. for him to be hitting the market during March Madness, I respect it.
2: He's getting a call from Les Snead. He's like, "Sorry, Les, I got to finish. There's <laughs> you know, there's, there's a game with like a minute left. Let me call you back."
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big March Madness fan. So I'm sure he's loving this game right now. So yeah, but all right. P- Puna advances.
1: Wait, loving Money this game. bracketology or loving the Villanova game that's on TV?
3: Uh, both.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay.
3: I mean, loving our style of game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. All right. We close out the first round of the Zach Pasco region with Cody Barton, who Marissa just mentioned, a David Cantor client, uh, linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks. That means that he was with Desai last year. Or do the Eagles corner the market on the Ellis brothers? They've got Noah. They've got Christian. Would they dare? Add the third and sign Caden Ellis linebacker from the New Orleans Saints who broke out uh, and was very productive in the second half of the season with the Saints. Uh, I believe more of a a run stuffing defensive tackle, more of a a staffer that way than a, a coverage specialist. But you can't argue with having three brothers. On the yeah, city
1: of brotherly love, right? Ah. And, and bring the brothers in. And I, I think actually... Um, Loyal listener Noah, was it sent sent me a um, <laughs> a, a Noah? Are you going to get yourself jersey.
2: in trouble again about this thing?
1: <laughs> no, a Noah Ellis jersey, right?
2: Oh uh, uh, yes, that's oh, yeah. right.
1: Was that Noah who's who? Who's, that, who yes, sent yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I I was uh, I was going through some stuff, and I'm like. <laughs> do I have a 4XL? <laughs> um, you know. um, I mean, it's a great cause fighting gun violence. Um, but, um, but, yeah, bringing a third is brother. So I would go Caden.
2: I would go Cody Barton here. Uh, Interesting. I, I, I mean, if you're talking about, like, bringing in a guy at a position that matters uh, for, like, learning a new scheme. I feel like Barton would make a little bit. I mean, not that not that the Seahawks were running Sean Desai's defense, but yeah. I could I could see that as a throwing a bone to the new guy as opposed to getting three Ellis brothers in. I would go for Cody Barton. What does the chat say?
3: He Had a pretty good year last year, right?
2: Played a lot of snaps. It's, yeah. I, uh, I mean the defense was bad, right? But I think he I think he got some numbers at least. Uh, if you're talking about total snaps played last year among these free agent linebackers. Cody Barton, where am I at here? Barton Fink. I uh, played 862 snaps. That's right around in the middle. Hmm. Um, um, just, a, uh, just a hair above Kaiser White in terms of total snaps.
3: It looks like the chat is looking for the um, Ellis family reunion, so. All right. Mm. yeah, Their deciding factor.
2: Well, they're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. Mac Hollins versus Kareem Hunt who is more likely to sign with the Eagles?
1: I think Kareem Hunt is, would, would, would be more likely. I, I don't know how much the Eagles are looking for, uh, unless Zach Paschal's not coming back. I think they'd be more apt to bring back Zach Pascal than pay for Matt Collins. And I think Matt Collins probably priced himself out of being the Eagles' third receiver last year. He had a decent year in Vegas.
2: Yeah, I don't know why you seem so convinced that Zach Pascal needs to come back, but...
1: I'm not saying I think you're to. probably
2: right. Matt Collins probably makes a little bit more money. I, I mean, think I'm, I, I, I think Kareem Hunt might be done. I don't know. I'm not willing to give him much money at all, but I think it's fine to say he moves on in this round. So he wouldn't qualify as a real running back in your eyes. Correct. Okay. Uh, Puna Ford or Caden Ellis? Puna Ford. I think I agree with you. Kareem Hunt or Puna Ford? I would go there Puna. are so many running backs available. Do we need to take the guy who hit a woman? Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. I, 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 no. I mean, I would say Puna Ford's more likely on this list. I think they're they're potentially losing two D tackles. Puna Ford's still young at the, at, that, at that position. If they if they think too, look, I know the pass rush numbers haven't been very good, but if they think in a different scheme, it could be better. In a different role, it could be better. If you remember Javon Hargrave, now I, I I said before the past it's. Javon Hargrave had the efficiency numbers were much better when he signed with the Eagles. He also signed for thirteen million dollars a year. Um, but that year, his last weird year comparison in Pittsburgh, you're going with. no, his his last year in Pittsburgh, he played less nose tackle, and you so you saw him rush from a different role. Puna's kind of been playing some nose there in in that Seattle scheme, number one. And I'm making the comparison because of the body type right? Uh, Puna Ford doesn't fit the prototypes. If you remember, Tracy Rocker called Javon Hargrave a unicorn last summer. And I thought that was an interesting uh, way of framing it because you, you you usually think of the unicorns as like the the Giannis types or the, uh, you know, Chet Home, you know, the, 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 the guys who like are so far on the desirable end of the spectrum even, right? Um, that you don't usually see it for like the, the 5'10", 310 pound guy. Uh, or in Javon's case, the six-one, three hundred and twenty-pound guy, but that 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 uh, is uh, Puna Ford is atypical, which is why he went undrafted. But he's he's been productive, and he earned a second contract with Seattle before. So I think Puna's interesting.
2: I got to tell you, I think I think Puna Ford is the benefit here of a very easy region. This is uh, okay. if he were if he were in a different region, this is just the way that the bracket shook shook out. I don't think he would have. Uh, made it to the elite eight here but congratulations to put Ford. he has he is moving on
3: i think michael will be happy to know he lost in the first round to the that's good advance so yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah that's good all right let's take our first of two breaks yes, we'll come definitely. back with uh, the next region the former top picks region the haloti Nata region
0: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone
2: Welcome back to Birds with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Free agent Quackatology. We move now to the third region, third of eight. It's time for the Haloti region, former top picks. We start with a pair of edge rushers, Cleland Farrell versus Lorenzo Carter. Both uh, disappointing. Lorenzo Carter, uh, not a productive player with either the Jets nor the Falcons. Cleland Farrell, not a productive player with the Raiders. Uh, Farrell, 26 years old, uh, had a better year last year than uh, in years past. Uh, Lorenzo Carter towards the bottom of the uh, free agent edge rushers in terms of uh, quarterback hit rate. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to sign either of these guys. But what do you think? Yeah,
1: so actually, Lorenzo Carter, I think, was re-signed by the Falcons. Uh, oh, really? Ago. Yeah, I, I should have spotted that. Bad job and by them. Bad job by me. I looked over the sh- this. This spreadsheet, and I should have seen
2: that. Um, All right, throw in Marvin Jones instead, even though he's okay. not a former top pick because he was on okay. yeah. the list.
1: Um, so let's let's go Cleveland Farrell here. I I think the Eagles address edge rusher in the draft. Um, and the Derek Barnett thing, we need to get kind of more clarification on that as as well. Uh, if he's going to be back next year, but of these two of Cleveland Farrell or Marvin Jones, I think it's more likely that Eagles would sign Farrell.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is really only if they don't bring back Brandon Graham, right? If Brandon Graham goes somewhere else and they need another uh, placeholder on the edge to soak up some snaps until they know what they do in the draft. Um, uh, We'll go Cleveland Farrell, but he's probably going to get eliminated the next round. Good for him. Uh, Next up, Zach. Jarvis Landry. Uh, you, if it, let's say the Eagles trade Quez Watkins for a seventh round pick, do they bring in a slot specialist in Jarvis Landry, uh, to soak up some targets, or would they potentially add Rashad Penny, who uh, has run very well when he's been healthy over the past two years, but um, has not been able to stay healthy for mo- most of his career? I think Rashad Penny, who,
1: if if you want to throw a dart at someone who has talent, who, like you said, has been productive but has been injured. Why not take a throw a dart at Penny? It won't, it, you know. I, I imagine that won't be your throw a penny only in the plan. fountain.
2: Did you used to do that as a kid, of course. I
1: made a lot okay. of wishes at the shopping mall. Yeah,
2: probably girls' numbers is what you were wishing for. Oh uh, well, those I already knew, right? I mean, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I agree. Rashad Penny, it is. Uh, next up, let's say the Eagles are looking for a stopgap replacement for James Bradbury opposite Darius Slay, but they don't want Darius Slay to feel very old. They sign Patrick Peterson to join him and be older, or do they look for somebody who can yap it up and uh, piss off the opposing team if there's no C.J. Gardner johnson to do that? Do they want Eli Apple to be the one to do that? Patrick Peterson or Eli Apple, Zach, who is a more likely Eagles signing? Eli Apple, of
1: course, is a South Jersey guy um but i i i think patrick peterson i actually think patrick peterson could be an interesting james Bradbury replacement on a on a one year deal i think he he fits what the eagles do defensively or or at least what i expect the eagles to do defensively he's a good player takes the ball away uh yeah on the older side but i could definitely see him going patrick peterson and the eagles eagles locker room needs a, another podcaster right so mm.
2: Yeah, uh, I could go either way on this one, but I'll I'll follow him Peterson because I think he's sort of he, I mean he's old, but he also has not missed a lot of time, and he's sort of the perfect like, uh, you wait a week, see what happens. You sign him, you have a penciled in guy, but he doesn't preclude you at all from drafting a corner in the first round if you want to, or you know, or in the or in the second round, and then all of a sudden you have. Uh, less pressure on that guy to play early and, and also no reason that that guy can't come in and take a spot if he looks ready. So i Peterson as well. Uh, last first round matchup in this region, Rocky Sin. Do we look for another Temple reunion after the success of Hassan Reddick last year? Or Mecole Hardman, the uh, speedster from Kansas City who was such a dynamic wide receiver that he couldn't even be that productive in the best offense in football?
1: Uh so Rockison has has some redick parallels in terms of the career trajectory as, as well right didn't really work out in the first place goes to Vegas last year and starts to play better and uh he's he is in a true outside corner when you see the size i can see that hardman gives them some juice um the thing is i think hardman's going to i think hardman's going to get paid or it's, it's, so? it's going to get some more money. I think it's going to get some more money. And more than Yassin? I well, I think the Eagles will be more apt to pay a corner than a third wide yeah. receiver. So I think that hard. I think Yassin would would make more sense for the Eagles. And
2: I think yeah. I'd go Hardman because okay. um, Yassin is going to make enough money that he's going to be expected to start. And the Eagles, the guys they have signed – the one like sort of one of the, one of the few common denominators is guys who have been healthy. Like if they're going to spend for that corner, they want it to be a guy they can rely on to be there. And Rocky sin has been injured every year. Um, and so I don't think they're going to pay for that. Okay. Whereas like if you, let's say you trade Quez Watkins and pay $3 million for Mikkel Hardman, Harbin is, I don't know. I don't think either of these is likely either. I don't feel super strongly about it. Yeah. We'll let the chat decide. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'll, uh I think Hardman's can get more than 3 million.
2: Uh, and it is a really bad wide receiver market, so
1: and speed tends to get paid.
2: Yeah. Uh Cleveland Farrell or Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. I agree. Patrick Peterson or it looks like the chat is going with Rocassen. Patrick No Peterson. more complaining about the minions in the chat from you.
1: <laughs> First of all, I didn't complain, okay? I you a got quick a quick, um, a, a quick Hardman note, if, if you remember famously, I don't know how famous it was. If, if, if you remember, the Eagles um, brought in Elijah Holyfield at the end of the, what, 19 season, was it? Mm. And Doug Peterson said that he went uh, to a private workout with That's Holyfield. Right. It was, he actually went to a private Nicole Hardman workout, and Holyfield was catching passes there And the Chiefs
2: well. traded up to draft Mikkel Hardman one pick yeah. before the Eagles drafted. Exactly.
1: Yes, correct. Uh, I think Patrick Peterson is more likely as a stopgap corner. With James Bradbury 2.0 ish a little older, less expensive, but
2: I means a lot older. Yes. He's going to be
1: 33. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: play. Bradbury was 29. I mean, that's yes. the big difference. Uh, Rashad Penny or Patrick Peterson?
1: I think Patrick Peterson's more likely. What do you think? I, I don't feel strongly about this. I'll, I'll, refer to you, Marissa, in the chat. Uh,
2: I think both of these are player types that the Eagles would be interested in, meaning a stopgap, starting caliber corner, and whatever solid running back is available. And Penny offers a little bit something different than the Eagles have in the backfield. He's a bigger guy, better between the tackles. I think I'm going to go Penny. Because I don't know. I are the Eagles gonna be the team that pays the most money for Patrick Peterson? When they have when they have real needs elsewhere, they're gonna pay for a 33 year old guy. I think I'm gonna go penny. Okay. You say Peterson?
1: I say Peterson, but I, I I don't feel strongly enough to pound my desk for it. So Let's let's I'll defer to you because there might be other brackets where I feel more strongly about the matchup. So it seems like the chat is
2: going, is following your direction, but it's not their podcast.
1: (laughs) It's not mine either.
2: So (laughs) let's, uh, we'll give you Patrick Peterson. Okay. He moves on. All right. We move now to the D's guys portion of the draft, the region where every player's name starts with D this is the D'Amico <laughs> Ryan's region.
1: <laughs> You're a creative man. I give you a lot of credit. This
2: is the D'Amico <laughs> Ryan's region. And we got a lot of running backs. So it's a good, it, we, we let Patrick <laughs> Peterson slip through uh, to the Elite Eight because we've now got a lot of running backs. Devin Singletary or Damian Harris. Devin Singletary, uh, more, more pass protection reps than you might expect given his yeah. diminutive size. He's got some um, uh, one-on-one make miss ability. I think if the Eagles are going to sign a guy, uh, they would want him to contribute in the passing game, but also maybe a little bit duplicative with Kenny exactly. Gainwell, skill set-wise, or Damian Harris, uh, who is also a solid receiver out of the backfield, also a solid pass protector, but a slightly different body type. I think I would go Damian Harris.
1: I would, too, for the reason that that, that you mentioned. I, I think Singletary, if, if, uh, if Gainwell wasn't here, I I would probably lean towards Singletary, but I I think given Gainwell's
2: presence, I I would go Harris. All right. We now go go to the D apostrophe matchup here. D Ernest Johnson, former Michael Dunn teammate, who was uh, very productive when called into duty in 2021, and then barely played on offense in 2022. Or Dante Foreman, who two years running has stepped in for big name guys and been even more productive as a, as a ball carrier, a, Big, strong, powerful man. Uh, I think, a uh, maybe an ideal fit for the offense, but potentially maybe gets a little bit too much money given how good he was. But the Panthers, who do you think is more likely? You hit it on the head. Foreman's gonna get paid. Foreman and he and Andy's right. Paid running. is, is relative here. I mean, there are like 10 starting caliber running backs there and they're like, you know, the franchise okay. number is $10 million. These guy. what are we talking about? $4 million? Like,
1: okay. Uh, I think Johnson could be – I think Johnson could make sense as, again, a committee. If you're going if you're to yeah, draft a Yeah, I think if you're signing
2: Dernis Johnson, you're giving him like the minimum.
1: Basically. Exactly. And and you have, him, you, have Gainwell, you have him. You have Gainwell. You have him. You have Gainwell. You said you want to give Trey Sermon some run, and then you draft a guy, and you figure it out from there. So I, I think Foreman uh, – look, if they're going to pay – if they're going to pay that, I I, th- I think they'd be more apt to pay Miles Sanders than than Foreman. So,
2: oh, I disagree.
1: Interesting. You think they'd pay Foreman over Sanders?
2: Interesting. Yeah, he offers okay. something different. I don't <laughs> think I don't think I'm going to be shocked if Miles Sanders comes back. He doesn't I don't even think play he's, on third
1: down. I don't think Miles Sanders is coming back either. I don't think I think Miles Sanders is going to make more money than 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 you suggest that he will.
2: Oh, I don't I don't think he's not okay. going to. I think he's going to get the. I think he's gonna get the most money of any yeah, exactly. money back on the market.
1: Exactly. I, I thought your argument was that Foreman's gonna make more money than Miles Sanders.
2: Oh no, I would rather oh, I would I would rather, you'd rather pay, pay for it. Dante okay. Foreman than pay Miles Sanders.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so I see in the chat here the Eagles are not trading for Derrick Henry. I don't want to be like other podcasters who say things like definitively, but um I I feel I, I don't think the Eagles are gonna pay or are gonna trade for 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 Derrick Henry, so no, Um, I think I I don't know if they're gonna if if they're gonna spend, but I think Foreman's the better player, and I like Foreman ever since he was a Longhorn. So if you think Foreman, let's let's go Foreman.
2: All right, let's go Foreman. David Montgomery or Drew Tranquil? Drew Tranquil is a tough word, tough name to say. Um, David Montgomery from the Bears, obviously we all know. uh, Drew Tranquil. Had a good year uh, as a linebacker with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Was on the field uh, on all three downs and contributed in all three phases. David Montgomery. I think that
1: that, that Iowa State, Matt oh, Campbell thing is oh. real. And yeah, I, I, I actually thought the Eagles were going to take Montgomery over Miles Sanders. I should have known because I kept hearing that, that the Eagles loved Sanders that year. Um, and I think I liked Montgomery more coming out. And uh the Eagles. Oh no, I wrote through
2: Tankwill. I I left that yeah. an R. I have a typo here.
1: Well, this is the D list, You're not oh, the R, it's R list. Gonna,
2: it's gonna, you know, <laughs> gonna kill me. I think Tranquil all the way. I, I think David Montgomery makes no sense because I think he's not very good and he's gonna cost enough to be expected to be good. Okay. Two
1: positions Eagles don't pay. Uh is is Tranquil like yeah, at Kaiser White two point. I think right? that's
2: all that's part of the problem yeah. is Tranquil probably gets paid a little bit. Yeah, too much for the Eagles. Um, I don't think the Eagles are going to play in the middle of the linebacker market. I think they're either going to do the classic, wait it out, find a guy mm-hmm. they can pay three million dollars to, like last year with Kaiser White, or we'll get to. I think there is a possibility they play with somebody at the top of the market. But uh, so actually,
0: I'll, I'll give
2: you Monk Montgomery here because I don't think I think I think Tranquil is too much in that middle in that middle round. Okay, uh, close it out on the D's with Devin Bush. The first round relative bust with the Steelers gives me serious Ernie Sims vibes or Dalvin Tomlinson, the erstwhile defensive tackle.
1: Yeah. So I like the line you had in your story today about the Ernie Sims, the shark in the water line. Um, Look, anyone who's ever been in a fantasy league with me knows that I am a sucker for the post-hype sleeper. Okay. I'm a sucker for like the let's, let's rebuild the first, the, the former first round pick. I was the one on this podcast last year saying, saying I'm all in on, on Jabril Peppers, okay? I'm all in on Devin Bush, right? Former Michigan guy here, He can run, can play the position. Um, but of these two, if I take my own proclivities out and I simply look at it from an Eagles perspective, I think Tomlinson makes sense as, as like a less expensive Hargrave type, right? I, I think that would be a place they could turn on a, on a shorter deal. Or on, on on less money, I should say.
2: Um. Yeah, I could go either way. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I mean, Devin Bush, you're talking about, like a close to a minimum deal, maybe like just a little bit more than that. I think I'll, I'll give you Tomlinson for the reasons you said. I think that's fair. But uh, I De-
1: mean, if it, it look, I mean, I would just add that. I mean, I'm all in on like a 24 year old former first round pick linebacker who can run. So, I, I suppose that's what they thought about Ernie Sims as well. Yeah. But yeah, so I if 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 we're doing grading the moves and they signed Devin Bush, I'm just telling you right now, I'm giving that a a good a good mark because. You're uh, giving
2: that, like, uh, uh, hunting on Cheerios.
1: <laughs> is that what we are? uh I don't know. Grading? Yeah, whatever the the high the high mark is, because I I I like taking. Taking dart throws at, at pedigreed players.
2: Damian Harris or Dante Foreman. I think Damian the question Harris. here is who's more likely to be available in the second week of free agency.
1: Yeah, let's 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 go Damian Harris here. And look, I wouldn't put it past the Eagles to try to rebuild the uh the Alabama offense, right?
2: Mm, there you go. Makes
1: Jalen happy, former Jalen teammate.
2: David Montgomery or Dalvin Tomlinson?
1: Probably Dalvin Tomlinson because I think they're gonna, whether it is I think they're going to sign a line. Oh, I'm sorry, sign a defense tackle, whether it's internally or externally. I don't think they go into the draft with just Jordan Davis and Mar- and and and, and Milt Williams there. Whereas I can see the Eagles waiting on running back until after the draft, which they did in 2017.
2: Damian Harris or Dalvin Tomlinson.
1: I don't want to be the one offering this first. Which one do you think more?
2: I think Damian Harris. Okay,
1: Damian Harris. I'm fine with that. Yeah.
2: We've got some other defensive tackles coming okay. who I think make a little bit more yeah. sense. Um, so Do I'm we have
1: a running back, back. back yet? What was the did Kareem Hunt win? Or no?
2: Uh, No, no. Okay, good. Neither good. did both Kareem Hunt and Rashad Penny went out in the Sweet 16.
1: Okay, so then, yeah. So let's go Harris here All for right. position's sake.
2: All right. Now we move to the Whacked Guys region guys who have been released and will not qualify for the compensatory pick formula. This is the Malik Jackson region. Ah, and we start with a, with uh, Leonard F against Leonard F Leonard Floyd, the Rams pass rusher who has not officially been released yet. They're trying to trade him, but uh, indications are that he will be released if they are not able to, or Leonard Fournette, the released running back from the bucks, Leonard Floyd or Leonard Fournette. It
1: would really surprise me if the Eagles signed a running back with you know a thousand carries on on his plate, right? I I don't think that's the direction they're going.
2: Leonard Floyd, but that's Jean- like a, Leonard Fournette is like yeah in April if he's there. I mean it's like a Legarrette Blount okay. signing, right? Like I don't know. Okay,
1: I mean Floyd, Floyd was he he was in Chicago and Desai was there. He, he was also they traded. Leonard Floyd when when the mm-hmm. side was there, but he's he's the Eagles' type in terms of they like those those uh you know long quick edge rushers and that's that's what Floyd is so I'm
2: much older than I thought going to be 31 next year. Next Floyd's gonna be
1: 31. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he is on the roster.
2: When I do these lists, there are guys all all over the place. And I'm like I can't believe he's that old or I can't believe he's that young. It's like a, all yeah. these draft cycles have completely uh and been entangled in my mind i'm i'm too old yeah
1: Flo- and you know floyd like um it's amazing to think he he has more sacks over the last three years i believe than brandon graham does right mm-hmm. And now brandon graham missed he one of his years but my point is is that floyd had a double-digit sack season before graham did he had he said what ten and a half sacks nine and, and nine and a half sacks uh so you you're getting pass rush production here you're getting what you uh i guess what you hoped you're getting from 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 Robert Quinn. You're getting a guy who's proven he can get to the quarterback around the edge.
2: Well, and I think one thing that uh what jumps out about Leonard Floyd when you look at him compared to all of these guys, he's played he's played more snaps. Um, he's played a ton of snaps, he, uh like what o- almost a thousand uh pass rush snaps over the past uh two seasons. Or like, actually I don't know if this is last year. No, yeah, past two seasons, which is the most of any of these guys. And so if you're trying to talk yourself into a, a bump in productivity if he's part of a rotation. If they let Brandon Graham go, I think he would make sense. And you're not going to qualify for the comp pick formula. I would I would definitely go Floyd over Fournette. Yep, agreed. Uh, next up, Bud Dupree, who was released by the Tennessee Titans, or, and I'll make the case here, I don't think that Bobby Wagner is an insane possibility for the I don't think so either. Because... We know how they feel about the position Um, and I do like, it is hard to believe that they would allocate, call it, I don't know, nine, $10 million to a linebacker, but on a one-year deal, you're signing somebody who who you can rely on is gonna be a difference maker, who can sort of bring along N'Kobe Dean in this like one-year masterclass sensei situation you have a a, a a situation where there's so much defensive turnover anyway. Um, let's say that you let like Fletcher Cox go and maybe Brandon Graham goes. You don't have a – like you have Darius Slay, but that's not that's not the necessarily like uh, come follow me alpha leader from a veteran type. Uh, in terms of like shepherding a defensive turnaround, I don't think that – I think Bobby Wagner is like a – is a legit possibility for a team that likes to make a splash I don't know. I think I think it's not crazy.
1: I certainly don't think it's 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 crazy either. Because he can play. You're not just paying for the name. Like he can still play. Right. Number one. Number two, yeah, it's it's a position of it's a position of need. Okay. And he there's there's a lot of intangibles there. And the Eagles are are gonna have like a, a new defensive scheme. Or, or I should say new defensive scheme, they're, they're gonna have a lot of change on defense. Bobby Wagner is someone who can really help bring that group together, right? So I don't think it's crazy either. And I certainly think it's more likely than Bud Dupree.
2: I agree. Yeah, Bud Dupree is not very good. Uh, all right, Bobby Wagner moves on. Eric Kendricks, the Jason Siegel lookalike, who was released by the Vikings. Uh, similar, maybe appeal to Bobby Wagner, maybe not yeah. quite the level of player. Um, but you th- you think you know what you're getting, or Shaquille Griffin from the Jaguars. Uh I would go Kendricks here. Uh Griffin a little bit too injury prone, I think, for the price tag.
1: So I would like Kendricks just because I think a wolf stand about him and Jason Siegel would be awesome. I mean, I'm a huge Jason Siegel fan, and I don't know if he'd be suspecting it or or not. Maybe Michael would. What uh give him notice? Like, I watch don't out think for so. I'm
2: pretty sure that Michael will not remember that. <laughs> I think, I, I think I can say that definitively that Michael um, Hendricks does not remember that line of question. I
1: actually think they would go Shaq more. I think that interesting as look it, similar profile to Bradbury uh, in that he was, he was a huge signing two years ago. Okay. He's cut now. Um, I, I like. This profile of like young players who cashed in. This is, you know, it, this is the Malik Jackson region, right? That's, that's what they were going for with Malik Jackson, straight to the Jacksonville connection here. Jacksonville paid up huge money. He's cut now.
2: Uh, played five think, games last year. Yeah. Played 14 the year before, 12 the year before that, 14 the year before that.
1: Yeah. But he's been productive know. when he's been on the field. You're really into old what do you linebackers. mean? He's been, I he, had, he had
2: that. he had no interceptions either of the past two years.
1: When he's been on the field in his career, there's a reason why he got that big deal.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he hasn't been lately.
1: Okay. I mean, and not everything's I, based on interceptions, but you yeah, you're really into them signing old linebackers. This is not this is unlike you. I think it's possible. You want to pay you want to pay you want to pay 30 plus year old linebackers. this, this is like uh This is not what this. I would do. I haven't seen this Giambo is what I think Wolfman. they might do. Uh, break the tie, chat. Who do you think?
2: All right. Kendricks or Griffin. We'll let the, the tie break that, or the, the chat break that tie. As we move to uh, the Zach Berman matchup here, John Johnson, who Zach tells me is going to be released by the Browns. I sent Zach a list of 64 players. He had one note. He wanted John Johnson on here. So yeah. we got John Johnson in the Malik Jackson region going up against the newly named Chosen Anderson. Do the Eagles once again go back to the Temple well? And look for somebody with some speed. I think this is a blowout here in the first. Yeah, this is
1: a blowout. I I would. I'm I'm saying now. Pay attention. Pay attention to John Johnson. John Johnson is somebody who, when he hit the market just to when we played this game with Shield a few years ago, he was uh, he was 31 on Shield's rankings in in 2021. Okay. Um. He signed a three-year, 30-plus million dollar deal with the Browns. He's getting cut here. The Browns, I, I, I am guessing, are going to go uh, big fish hunting or big fish fishing uh, in the safety market this offseason. Johnson has – had. they can find
2: someone with some really troubling personal issues.
1: Johnson is a versatile player. He's, he's performed well in the type of scheme that we're expecting the Eagles to run. When he played under Brandon Staley, he, he, he had a really good year uh, with the Rams still only 27 years old i can see this uh i can definitely see this as someone the eagles go after to to replace cj Gardner johnson and or marcus epps
2: i'm with you i mean they're not signing chosen Anderson, so yeah uh what a a horrible
1: trade by the way by the cardinals like
2: they were going
1: yeah, they give a draft picks. Yeah. They give two picks and they yeah. they pay this guy. They cut. I mean, just a ridiculous move.
2: Uh the chat has decided Eric Kendricks defeated Shaquille okay. Griffin in the previous uh, matchup. The now we out. go oh, Leonard Floyd <laughs> against Bobby Wagner. I think a, a good matchup here. Some real yeah. possibilities.
1: A lot of Rams connections in in this um matchup mm. here uh, or in this bracket. Uh, which probably shows you the Rams roster construction in recent years, right? They've had some talent. They let go. some talent go. I'm um, going Bobby Wagner here. I can definitely see the Bobby Wagner thing happening.
2: I'm going to go Bobby Wagner too because I don't. Uh, I think Brandon Graham is coming back, and so then I don't. Yeah. I think Leonard Floyd does not become necessary.
1: I, uh, I I saw Brandon Graham this this past weekend. He and I have big flex. Uh, uh, he and I were were both um, getting our kids lunch, and uh, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was good to see him. We had a nice conversation and but wow. it's very like at the millionaires club. We're at a pizza place. Was Friedman there? <laughs> we're at a pizza place with our kids, but i mean, very similar like dispositions on a Saturday afternoon, just trying Oh, that's funny. to, uh, yeah, just, I mean, just trying to get hungry kids fed. Um, you know, we're at a was pizza he getting spot. mobbed or? um who got I mean, more attention I, I him or you i mean him for sure i mean he, he's a he i think but yeah him for sure but uh yeah yeah i would a nice stop and chat there and uh but it, it's it was funny to see because it's it's like a it's a popular spot that's like pizza and then there's it's attached to like an ice cream mm. um ice cream cookie spot and so my kids love going there and he says he's there like four times a week as if you <laughs>
2: don't yeah,
1: so uh
2: pizza was, and ice cream that's the zach that's the Zach dream, <laughs> yes, yeah, but it was just
1: like you can you can definitely relate to someone no matter how famous they are, right? You can relate to someone who's trying to feed hungry kids, mm. you know uh, so, and so did
2: you get the sense that he's coming back from that interaction? We didn't talk shop,
1: uh, we didn't mm. talk shop, we talked right. uh man, we just talked family and wow. activities, things like I thought,
2: that. I thought you were a reporter.
1: Oh, that's a low blow, man.
2: That's not a low blow. It's that's a joke. A it's a blow. joking aside.
3: That's a low Come on, blow. Zach. You know he's kidding. Yeah. That's not a low I mean, blow.
1: That's... Sometimes when, when someone's out with their kids. Okay? Of course. Okay. Okay. Of course. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? I mean, it's like the wait. first time you've like, interacted with me? He's like, wait, don't feed him pizza. Tell me. Are you coming back? Yeah, of yeah, course. Of course, that would be insane. Okay. Okay, good. All right, good. I'm
2: proud of you for not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All
2: right. All right. Eric Kendricks or John Johnson? John Johnson reminds me of my, um, I think I may have told the story on the podcast before. Who knows? We've done a million of these. Uh, in fourth grade, we, there was a presidential election, and we all had to make uh, our own candidates for the class to vote on a winner. Oh, and I was, I was always fascinated with the possibility of a person having the same first and last name. So my guy's name was Thomas Thomas. And that's what John Johnson reminds me of. And, Thomas, and, Thomas 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 did not win. I was not popular and, enough. Oh, uh,
1: okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. We uh, I had to do a similar exercise you, think, one time. Good. Go I didn't pick a male president, I picked a female president. Right. I wanted to.
2: Yes. Yeah. I think a female won.
1: Oh, good. Okay.
2: I think it was Ashley Camps's. Shout out. I don't remember the name of the candidate. Yeah, shout out to Ashley. Uh, who are you going with, Zach? Eric Hendricks or John Johnson? John Johnson. I agree. John Johnson or Bobby Wagner?
1: Well, oh, this is a hard one here. Um, I'm leaning toward John Johnson, but I can definitely, I can see the Wagner thing. And I don't know, what do you think? I'll, I'll, I'll defer to your judgment.
2: Is John Johnson good enough? I mean, he's getting he's getting released for a reason. I think he's getting released for cap reasons. Yeah, but I mean if he was good, they'd be keeping him. They'd find a way to make it work, right? They would have to
1: resign. I mean, he's he's been a disappointment in Cleveland. I think he's been solid, but not great. I mean, his his cap number this year was was going to be 13.5 million.
2: Um, I don't. I think I'm gonna go with my Wagner thing, but okay. So we'll do it. Let's I'm go not, Wagner. I'm not attached to it. Let's go
1: Wagner. Johnson's not even available yet, so uh, okay. It's gonna happen. Bobby Wagner year. moves
2: on. to This is gonna be a stupid thing when they, the Eagles don't sign anybody at linebacker. They just use a third round pick on it. They're not gonna spend money. And when they sign John Johnson,
1: yeah. So.
2: And when they sign John Johnson, <laughs> it feels like you maybe you got some reporting going on here. Maybe this is what Brandon Graham told you. <laughs> let's go john johnson let's give, let's get let's get Zach spidey Sensen in instead of instead of bobby wagner okay which is good because then if, the oh, if, it's, happens, if it's
1: wagner you, you'll never shut up about it that's
2: exactly yeah. right it's, it's actually okay. it's better this way okay all right now we move on to this these are the highlight guys these are the young ish say for one of them uh expensive guys who are going to be high-end compensatory pick qualifiers This is the Javon Hargrave region. We could call it the Hassan Reddick region if we want. These are, if the Eagles are going to sign a prime guy, these are the possibilities. And so we start with Arden Key, the pass rusher from the Jacksonville Jaguars, had a breakout season with the San Francisco 49ers in 2021, backed it up with a little bit more playing time in Jacksonville this year, can play outside and inside, would be a good addition to any defensive pass rush rotation or Jonathan Jones, the who's gonna be thirty, the cornerback from the New England Patriots. Uh Jonathan Jones, I will tell you, is the uh he was like the eight seed here. I needed one more guy. I don't think he's quite on the level of the other guys here money wise. Yeah. Um and I think he's probably a touch too old to appeal to the Eagles on a big money deal.
1: Yeah, I agree. I also don't think the Eagles are going to pay for Arden Key. I, I don't, don't think so, want I this matchup here. Yeah, I agree. I suppose I suppose Arden Key cause I think if they sign a 30-year-old corner, it's a discount player. It's not a comp qual- You know, I think. Good. We'll, that's exactly
2: right. I think. We'll
1: get to the the bottom seed here. I I have a strong opinion on. Or I'm sorry, not the bottom seed. The bottom matchup. I have a strong opinion mm. on. But uh, of this, I suppose Arden Key, but he's going to lose in the next round anyway.
2: So I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, another matchup here. We move on. Uh, Jamel Dean, who uh, is sort of considered the consensus top corner on the market. Uh, he is going to be 26 next season, if I'm correct, and I'm looking at the right now 27 uh, next season. Or Zach Allen, who we talked about yeah. on Tuesday, can play outside, can can play inside, and even fronts outside and odd fronts. A slightly more productive uh, quarterback hit rate than Javon Hargrave over the past two seasons. Uh, I I go Zach Allen here all the way. I agree.
1: I, I'm happy you brought this up on the show the other day. Zach Allen's, Zach Allen's a real intriguing player. And the Zach only Allen thing he, Fanakis. Uh, the only thing you're cons- – I don't want to say concerned. I mean there is a scheme adjustment, right? Like he's, he, yeah. he, he, he hasn't been a true interior rusher. Uh, but there was a scheme adjustment for Javon Hargrave. That's, that's partly why Javon Hargrave outperformed the contract that they signed him to. Zach Allen's a good age. He's kind of a he's a he's a good profile player to sign long arms. Uh, if if they lose out on all their guys and they have money to spend, I wouldn't roll out Zach Allen.
2: I'm with you. We can we can we can continue the Zach Allen conversation as as this uh, region moves forward. But he moves on in this in this uh, matchup. Next up, Jesse Bates, the extremely intelligent safety from the Cincinnati Bengals who was franchised. Uh, much more of a free safety type. I'm curious to see what kind of safety Sean Desai wants in his defense, having been uh, a safeties specialist for so long. It, it's crazy how long he was a, a quality control coach, like five years as defensive quality control. That's a long stretch in that job. Um, anyway, uh, Jesse Bates, who's the consensus top safety on the market. You know, we'll see how much Gardner Johnson gets paid or... Draymond Jones, who we also talked about the other day, um, I think six and a half sacks last season. He's in the prime of his career, too. Another guy coming off of his rookie contract. You know, Draymond Jones or Jesse Bates? So, Jesse Bates is a really good
1: player. But if he's, he's going to get paid accordingly. And if they're going to pay, I think you – well, I don't think. I know you made this point today in your piece on the athletic. If they're going to pay Jesse Bates, they might as well pay C.J. Garner Johnson. Right? Less, who,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know the guy better.
1: Exactly. Um, Draymond Jones is, uh, Tom Pelissero had a piece out today on, on like free agents who are really going to get paid and Draymond Jones is high on that list. But if the Eagles pay defensive lineman, and like we said with the, with Zach Allen, I, I could see them paying a D tackle if they, if they lose everybody. Uh, so of these two, I would go Draymond Jones. One quick thing. If, if the uh, Cardinals are looking for a D tackle or if they're trying to replace Zach Allen, um, Jonathan Gannon has a lot, a lot of pride in his high school, St. Ignatius. Where did Draymond Jones go to high school? Do you know? I could
2: could take one guess.
1: (laughs) St. Ignatius. Uh, So maybe there's a little St. Ignatius connection to watch there.
2: Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Draymond Jones, I I agree with you. I don't don't think they're going to pay Jesse Bates. Um, So Draymond Jones moves on. All right, an interesting matchup now at the bottom of this region. Between a pair of corners, you have Cam Sutton, who uh, was the uh, Steelers nickelback for some time? Moved to the outside, had a has, has sort of been an improving player over the course of his career. He will be 28 next season. Or Byron Murphy, the former, uh, I believe, 33rd overall pick, first pick of the second round yeah. in his yep. uh, draft. He will only be 25 next season. He has also played inside and outside. A very good athlete. Uh, he was in. He hurt his hand, I believe, down the stretch of the season um but he's he's otherwise healthy actually no i think zach allen is the hand but he missed Mm -hmm. he missed some time but is fine um byron murphy i don't know if you were there for this particular slay session zach um but when when slay was talking about his favorite young corners in the league he only mentioned like three guys and one of them was byron murphy so
1: we have a piece that i have referenced that's coming out tomorrow and one of the categories is like a a big money free agent that they could sign i haven't i haven't and, filled mine out yet you're giving, okay you're well i it figured I, I i tried to read my beat partner here i figured you would go with one of the d linemen byron murphy's a guy who i who i really like for the eagles i mean
2: i totally agree he
1: he fits the profile that they would go after he's young he's productive he showed last year that he can play on the outside i will also say that if the arizona cardinals let him out the building it makes no sense to me. <laughs> um, like, I, okay, you didn't tag him. This is, this is the kind of guy, he's, a, he's a, a local guy. He's from Scottsdale. He's 25 years old. I keep reading about how the, the Cardinals are going to go after uh, James Bradbury. And I just got to say, if you're, look, if you're the Cardinals, I, I, I am higher on Kyler Murray than I think some other people are. I'm probably higher on Jonathan Gannon than some other people are too but you need to have like your trajectory in in mind. There's no reason why you should ever let Byron Murphy walk to sign James Bradbury in my opinion if if you're where Arizona is. Um so if Arizona's willing to let this guy out the door, uh this is this is the kind of guy that the Eagles should go after. Um, the Eagles have traditionally paid for free agent corners. They actually they've only drafted um what two Corners in the first two rounds in the last 18 years. Okay. You have to go back to Matt Ware for the fine, you know, other than, than Sidney Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm saying they've drafted two guys since Matt Ware. Um, And I
2: think that is a little circumstantial. Like we know that they were interested in Sertan and JC Horn, but yeah, absolutely. No, but
1: but my my point is, is this is a position like this is a position that they really value. It's not like linebacker or or running back. It's But, but they've, They've just paid big money for corners and Byron Murphy is the type of guy that I would pay given the age trajectory, given the career, the career trajectory. I think he's someone who's better in his second contract than he was in his first contract.
2: Yeah. I think, I think um, what I wrote in the piece today is that I think like the, the need to replace James Bradbury is a little bit overstated. Um, I don't think they need to like rush out and sign a corner two. Um they've, for one we've seen how successful they've been with just sort of waiting out that position in the veteran market over the past couple off seasons. I mean, you know, Steven Nelson wasn't like a, a star, but he was perfectly cromulent. Um, I think, I think it was cromulent. Um, <laughs> okay. I think you can find, you know, a veteran caliber like starting caliber cornerback too. I think the need at corner is an eventual replacement for Darius yeah. Slay. Um, and that's why, like we we look to the draft um, because they need a good young corner. Byron Murphy has not necessarily played to like Darius Slay's level, but I am with you. I think if they're going to pay, if they're going to pay one guy, I think it really might be Byron Murphy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead right now and and uh, fast should. forward uh, Zach Allen over Arden Key, and Byron Murphy over Draymond Jones. This matchup comes down to Byron Murphy and Zach Allen. I think.
1: I mean, it shows you how poorly managed the Cardinals have been, right? If if a team like the Eagles is, if if they've let two 25-year-old free agents hit the market at positions that uh, they're, a they're good a organization franchise. like the Eagles. Yeah. Um, so I figured you'd, you'd go Zach Allen here.
2: I actually think I would go Byron Murphy.
1: Interesting. Okay. So I anticipated you wrong in, in the uh, piece today or the piece for tomorrow.
2: I like I Zach Allen. Okay. Uh, much more than I would have thought that I would like a Boston College white guy, but <laughs> a guy who probably committed to play for Steve Adazio if the timing works out. I mean, that's a huge red yeah, flag. Probably so. Um,
1: he's from Connecticut, though. He probably wanted to be close to his family. But he's been you very get, productive. You get a good education at Boston College, you know, so
2: yeah, debatable. Uh, I think I go <laughs> think by subjectively
1: a good education. It's a good. It's well, a I don't good know school. what classes he was taking. Okay, uh, it's 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 a reputable pro to school. So.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Byron Murphy moves on. Wow, I did not see that coming. Okay. I still th- I think there's a well. Here's why I think I think there's a, a greater likelihood that they re-sign Javon Hargrave, and then they're not going to sign a defensive tackle. Yeah, they, then there's then, then them they ad- they have to address corner anyway. Right. Sure. Okay. All right, and I, I, I
1: I do like your point. Murphy could be a slight replacement. Like he's that young, that he's
2: yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be twenty five next year. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so I like that.
2: All right, we move on now to the who region. This is the region of players uh, most people have never heard of. Uh, this is the Corey Nelson region. Um, <laughs> we a start with anonymous, uh distinction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Who do you, who who else jumps to mind as like a player who they signed early who we nobody had heard of? Jatavis Brown, I guess. But no, Corey Nelson. Boy,
1: definitely. Corey Nelson was yeah. like the first day. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he <laughs> didn't even make
2: the team. uh All right, I've got Andrew Van Ginkle, who sounds made up, um but is a real person, and he would be more of a Hassan Redick backup Sam linebacker. Um, he's been sort of a rush linebacker for the Dolphins, extremely productive from a pass rush standpoint um, in his limited opportunities of all of the edge rushers over the past two years. In terms of quarterback hit rate, he is behind only Arden key um, for these guys. Uh, he goes up against Samson Ebucom, who's a little bit more of a household name, yeah. relatively speaking uh, um, another defensive end. This really comes down to like, do you think the Eagles are going to spend any money on a, on a backup Sam linebacker, or do they love Patrick Johnson?
1: I don't think they spend on a backup Sam linebacker. Uh,
2: So which one makes less money here? I would guess Van Van Ginkle makes less money.
1: Okay, so let's go Van Ginkle.
2: Okay. Remember the gink? All right. Uh, Another rotational edge rusher. Obo Onkarankwo, uh, who has been relatively productive as well. 4.1% 4.1% uh, quarterback hit rate. That's just below Marcus Davenport, just ahead of Dewan Smoot or Nathan Shepard, who is the guy who is an interior pass rusher, who is the only other player besides Zach Allen, who has a higher quarterback he- uh, hit rate over the past two seasons than Javon Hargrave has been a rotational pass rusher for the Jets. Yeah, a guy who I would have hated coming out of college. I was about to say. He was yeah. a twenty he was our twenty-six year old rookie third round pick. But he's been fine. He's from Canada. Yeah. Fun yep. story. I'm going Shepard here all the way. Yeah, I,
1: I need to go with my mother's homeland here. So give me, uh give me Nathan, Nathan Shepherd and thinking of a, a Fort Hay of a, a Fort Hay State guy on the team. You should. Mm. Uh, all right. Next up, do you know where Fort Hayes State is? Out of curiosity.
2: Yeah, it's in Fort Hayes.
1: No, but 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 do you know where? Do you know do you know the state that Fort Hayes State is in?
2: Uh, Mississippi. No, Kansas. Okay, close enough. They're both in America. Uh, Morgan Fox, who went from the Rams to the Chargers, and uh, is a solid, yeah, uh, pass rusher, not very much from a run stopping standpoint or uh, another player who has been productive in a rotational basis uh, of all the edge guys, the top five quarterback hit rate guys over the past five year, or over the past two years is the same as the top five from this past year. That's Arden key, Andrew van Ginkle, DeMarcus Walker, Justin Houston, and former commanders, former bills player, F a Obata who has shown up all over the place in my stupid research.
1: Former Panther, I believe too. That's right. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I remember Jordan did a good piece on him. Uh, Morgan Fox. There, there might be some body duplication with Milt Williams, although Milt Williams has, has has gotten bigger. Uh, but Morgan Fox brings like legitimate pass rush juice as an interior rusher. If you're saying, all right, Jordan Davis is going to rush the quarterback. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Jordan Davis is, is is going to stop the run. And Milton Williams is kind of like an in-between guy. Morgan Fox could make sense as, as like a third down interior rusher because he has shown that he can get the quarterback there. So I'm going Morgan Fox there, the fit a role.
2: I think so too. I think they're just more likely to sign a rotational defensive tackle than a rotational defensive yes. end. So well said. Morgan Fox, who has the name of a porn star. What? Uh, <laughs> doesn't, that sound like a, doesn't that sound like a porn star's name? Morgan Fox? I'll defer to your judgment on that one. No, <laughs> oh, please. Mr. I, don't, Mr. I don't even... I couldn't even possibly be any less manly than only standing up to pee all the time. Give me a break.
1: I think you're conflating one with the other. <laughs> uh,
2: speaking of rotational uh, interior pass rushers and Temple products, Matt Ioannidis, uh who has an, a tough name to spell, but it's spelled correctly on the screen, or linebacker from the 49ers, Aziz Al Al-Shair. Who has been the third fiddle to Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner? Um, I think I go Ioannidis here because I think Al Shayer, if you're gonna sign a linebacker and pay him a little bit of money, you you want a little bit more um like understanding of how he's gonna perform as an every down player, and there's a little bit too much guesswork there, I think.
1: Well said. I'm lucky there. Um
2: Is Ioannidis from the temple area, from the Philadelphia area, yeah. Zach?
1: I, th- I think he's he's from uh, North Jersey or Long Island. Uh, I think he's from North Jersey, actually. Yeah, but uh, a big Matt role guy. Good success story
2: coming out. Um, Nathan Shepard or Samson Ebukam? I thought we went Van Ginkle. There. Oh, Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle. We did yeah. go Van Ginkle. Uh, Nate Shepard. I agree. Morgan Fox or Matt Ioannidis? Morgan Fox. Let me give you the ages here. Morgan Fox will be 29. Ionitis will be 29. Uh, uh, I'm going to go Ionitis.
1: All right. I'm good with that.
3: Ionitis went to 100 and Central High School in Jersey. So. Okay. Is that near you? Yep. It's like a kind of not like a rival high school, but we used to play them all the time. So big high school.
2: Nathan Shepard or Matt Ionitis? Um Matt Ionitis. I think I agree. They're going to they're gonna really lean into the whole Hassan Reddick thing. Tough. tough. That's right. All right. The final, the final region. As 3 o'clock looms, we've we got haven't 22 gotten through minutes to get through.
3: <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom, too. We need an ad break.
2: Okay. I, well, when we get, my, when we get through this, break. we'll, we'll yeah. take our ad break, and then okay. we'll close it out on the other side. All right. This is the safeties region. We've just got eight safeties here. This is the Malcolm Jenkins region. We start with Julian Love, who talked some smack about Nick Sirianni but is only 25 years old. He was a defensive captain for the Giants last year. Uh, James Bradbury once told me he was the best teammate he'd ever played with. Or Taylor Rapp, who uh, is a, uh, more of a box safety, former second-round pick of the Rams.
1: My understanding, based on my, my research, was that Rapp played all over. Um, but I, I guess he did play I think he struggles
2: side. in coverage. He's better okay. in run defense.
1: Short tackler. That, that, that seems to be what all the – uh, right. all the reports are on him I, I think i think love's the better player uh but i don't think they're gonna sign love uh, i so, kind of think
2: that sirianni would no pun intended love to like okay. tell the story of ah, like signing okay. the guy who talks smack about him and then like them coming together i kind of think right. he'd like that
1: so then let's do, are the giants gonna let him out of the building you think i don't know and leave it to the Giants to pay all the Yeah, this I mean, they've got to, the, they've, yeah.
2: they, they really built such a giant. Di- they, they built such a beautiful, <laughs> like transcendent roster that last year that they can't let any of those guys go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like the NBA team that like commits to just being like the eight seed, basically. They just keep, yeah. they just, yeah.
2: Very I, um, I think I go love.
1: All right. Let's go love then. Okay. I don't feel strongly about it.
2: You know uh, where I'm going on this one, especially because I think that, um, Like if we're presuming they're going to sign a guy, it probably means that they have not reassigned Garner Johnson, which means there's a chance that Epps comes back, which means they need somebody who can be a little bit more versatile, deep. um, Yeah. And not a box guy. Adrian Amos or Nazir Adderley, your boy, um, who fell a little bit out of favor with the Chargers last
1: year. So so Amos uh, was real productive when the side was there. That's something to keep in mind here. If you want familiarity. um But Nazir is younger and a Sunday player could be in the Malcolm Jenkins profile in terms of like you you think this guy's better on his second team than his first team.
2: Amos will be 30. uh, Yeah. Adderley, 26.
1: Adderley, a local guy. Uh, Yeah. Bring him back home. The Eagles had some success with that last year. So I'm going Nazir Adderley. One thing I do want to add here uh, The, the Bears are loaded with cap space, like absolutely loaded with cap space. So Yes. They don't necessarily have cap casualties per se. Um, but if they go out and they sign like a Jesse Bates, let's say, then they could cut Eddie Jackson. And in that case, mm, that would be that's someone that would be someone to watch. Eddie Jackson was listed by our Bears writers. They they said he kind of had like a resurgent year under um Iberflus, but he is a big salary who might not be in their long-term plans, right? And so if, if they sign Bait, if if they sign Bates, which is something that like there has been some some scuttlebutt that could occur, they'll watch out for that as a potential cap casualty. Who that's a good one would make a lot of sense for the Eagles. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, uh,
2: Devin McCourty feels like it would be pretty odd for the Eagles to sign a 33 year old safety, but he has at least been or 36 years old. Sorry, not 33. Yeah. very old. Um, but he has he misses no time. Um, I don't know if you want some elder statesman, feels like a stretch or Juan Thornhill, uh, who has been pretty good for the Chiefs. So quick, Dev
1: McCourty anecdote. I'm, I'm sorry because Marissa has to pee, so I'll, I'll, I'll be very quick here.
2: <laughs> uh, crazy, she's gonna do it standing up.
1: So Bo's, so Bo's not a Facebook guy, but um, uh, there was like a Facebook. Yeah, you know, Facebook has like like memories this day, eight years ago or nine years ago, whatever. And there was a photo that was posted that uh, my now wife, then girlfriend Emily, posted of me on television talking about. That day's events and the Eagles were signing Demarco Murray. Okay, um, but also they got scorned by Devin McCourty. That was the guy they were going after in mm. free agency, and that was like, I think eight years ago or seven years. You know, so uh, that shows you how long McCourty's been been around here. That's another way of saying I think Juan Thornhill here, <laughs> former UVA guy, could be kick on the Ronnie McLeod track. Uh, the Eagles sign a young UVA,
2: a young Von UVA Bell, who will be twenty nine. Uh, Another guy who was a little bit more in the box for the Bengals or Nick Scott, who was Taylor Rapp's safety partner with the Rams. He will be 28. Is it Nick Scott or Scott Nick? It's Nick Scott,
1: uh, relatively local. You had that note today in in your thing from Lancaster. went to Penn State, had a big play in the playoffs two years ago. Um, I'm curious to see what Nick Scott's market's going to be because maybe with more playing time, he plays better. But I think of these two, Nick Scott.
2: Julian Love or Nazir Adderley? Nazir
1: or are you going to love as a more a headliner. I'm fine if
2: you go. No, I think I think you're probably right. Okay. I think I'd probably go Adderley. Uh Juan Thornhill or Nick Scott? Juan Thornhill. I agree with that. Nazir Adderley or Juan Thornhill? Would you be willing to sign a guy who just beat you in the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're you're stealing from the rich, right? Um so Thornhill
2: who are you going with? I think I go Thornhill too. Probably more a, steady player. A Fran no, Duffy favorite mm-hmm. from the draft that year. All right. We'll take a little break. We'll come back. We got the Elite Eight to get through. Everybody who's made it out of their region, they're gonna lock horns. We're gonna find and declare one champion for free agent quackatology. Welcome back, birds with friends. Into the meat of it now. Eight players remain. <laughs> One quarterback, two defensive tackles, two cornerbacks, two safeties, and a running back. One of these eight players will be declared as a no doubt going to be signed by the Eagles by Birds of Friends. Uh, Zach, how are you? We've been going on.
1: Um, I'm, I, I, I got a long, a long one. A I'm, I'm trying to get to the Maxwell Awards tonight, uh, where Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are going to be named honored. after
2: Byron, of course.
1: <laughs> are going to be honored uh it used to be in Atlantic City and it's now in Wilkesboro at the Mohegan
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: casino there in Wilkesboro. so that's about like two hours from here so uh yeah got 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 some podcast listening some phone calls ahead of me tonight right but look forward to look forward to hearing what Jalen and Nick have to say when they're up at the um when they accept the awards who do you think is gonna have a better acceptance speech
2: probably Sirianni I mean yeah. I don't know. Sorry, that's conversation as opposed to you
1: know, we we devote eight minutes to well, having seen standing both up at
2: the podium. Yeah, I mean one of them is generally more
1: You're so taken aback <laughs> by that question. Um we we devote eight minutes to being standing up. I, I ask you which yeah, but like, the who's quarterback and the head coach is gonna have a better acceptance feature. Well,
2: I, as forbid, if that's I... like the most football heavy <laughs> question there is. Like, I don't know. Zach, the other night, we were, uh, Rachel and I were looking to just throw on a movie uh, mm-hmm. just to you know, pass the time. And we, we opened up Netflix looking for something light. And uh, the movie that you had recommended, um, You People, on oh, Netflix yeah. came on. Did you watch? Uh, we watched it. Thoughts? Um, now, we watched the whole thing. I, feel I like think Black it Black might Black be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, not okay. from like a. I wow.
3: didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. I fell asleep. I missed the end. So, from
2: a, from a like, um, the declining art of movies, You're like such the a vanishing film art. You're such uh, a film snob. It was, it was so bad. From, I mean, like, first of all, the way it's shot, there's stuff that's like just out of focus. They're doing this, <laughs> they're doing that like stupid swipe of different, uh, God, different I mean, screens. There's a scene in, uh I, I, like when they when they have the rehearsal dinner where within like two w- within like 90 seconds there's there's a jonah hill thing and then um a lauren london thing where both of them they have these reverse coverage shots where both of them like their their heads do not match the audio it's like it's incredibly distracting um it's like it's like <laughs> but, i mean I thought John Hill was fine. Like it's nice to spend some time with Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah. and, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I, it wasn't, it wasn't like a painful watch, but I, from like a, uh, like the craft of movie making, like rushing this movie out to production and like, let's, let's, let's spend our money on these four stars and then not spend anything on the way it's going to be shot or edited or scripted or uh, anything was like sort of depressing. I, 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 <laughs> I love you, Bo, but you're like a film snob, man.
1: Like, I mean – and I think we saw that with the movies recommended The Shield too, right? So I'm uh, I'm not alone on this island. My threshold for a Netflix movie is like do I just – is it going to entertain me for 90 minutes, right? And yeah, it entertained me. I'm not saying this was, this wasn't – what, what, Citizen Kane or whatever? Yeah. I've never actually seen Citizen Kane, but I've know, actually
2: never I'm... sat down and watched all of okay. Citizen Kane.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, this is just—it's for for something that you can sit and you can watch with your wife for ninety minutes. It's fine, right? it's fine. Yeah, it's not awful. Yeah, it like, wasn't offensive.
2: Not... It was yeah, just depressing. Like, I I just don't yeah. You know, just I, like I, the mean, cra- I, it was such a bad mean this, craftsmanship.
1: This, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but like you get. People I'm not taking this disrespect. No, really. no, you get people sometimes who they're like, you got to watch this movie. And then you like you sit down, and you watch it and you're like, this is painful. Like it, it might be great art. There might be a great story here, but this is not entertaining me. There's some there's some movies like you fall asleep every time you watch it. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, didn't I think there was one you recommended the shield that he can never like get through the
2: movie. I don't think that was mine. That was the guy who kept telling okay, me to watch. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, like it's look, it's it's not like uh, amazing art, but it's it's fine to be entertained for a few minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it hit that. That's
3: yeah, fine. Exactly. But I was, was watching a
2: terrible movie. I was watching last night. Also, um, like, you know, like the messaging of the movie was, I yeah. thought, pretty. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, being, but... I'm
1: a I'm a Mel Brooks fan. Um I, I loved, uh, I used to watch my dad, History of the World, you know, part one that came out in like the 80s. And now they have the show on Hulu, History of the World, uh, part two. And it's, it's, it's really, it cracks me up. I was actually, I was, I was laughing last night and everybody was like, what's, what are you wow, watching? What's... That's so funny here. Yeah, I was cracking
2: she up. He never sees that. you laugh.
1: <laughs> well, it's different than college basketball. And watch, watching college basketball, bad, right? So, yeah. all right,
2: Zach, we got eight minutes to get through eight players here. Yeah, the we don't need to analyze.
1: We've already analyzed, so we're
2: good yep. here. <laughs> the winner of the Joe Flacco region, Marcus Mariota, takes on the winner of the Zach Pascal region, Puna Ford. Who is more likely to be signed by the Eagles, Marcus Mariota or Puna
1: Ford? Marcus Mariota, Eagles value backup quarterbacks. And this is a spot that I think he, he makes a lot of sense in terms of uh, fit and history with the player.
2: I'll agree. Marcus Mariota, the winner of the Haloti Nada region, Patrick Peterson, or the winner of the D'Amico Ryan's region for guys whose first names start with D Damian Harris, Damian Harris or Patrick Peterson.
1: I kind of think Patrick Peterson, but I can be swayed. Uh, I'll defer this one to you. Sell me on Patrick Peterson. One more time. A Confidence starting quarterback. It's the same way you talk about Bobby Wagner. Uh, I know Peterson's a tick older here, but he's a competent starting cornerback who, who uh, I think makes sense in the scheme.
2: I think I go Peterson too because I think Damien Harris is a little bit too good to be available okay. like three weeks into free agency. Okay, fair. The winner of the Malik Jackson region, your boy, John Johnson, or the winner of the Javon Hargrave region, Byron Murphy.
1: Byron Murphy. I mean, I I, I can see John Johnson getting signed here, but I don't, I mean, Byron Murphy just fits the profile. of Like, I don't know. What do you think?
2: I agree with you. Okay. I think Byron Murphy. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how the tournament's going to shake out, but at this stage here, Byron Murphy's playing about as good ball as anybody he can play his best game, it's going to be tough for him to be beat. All right. The last matchup of the Elite Eight. The winner of the Corey Nelson region, Matt Ioannidis, or the winner of the Malcolm Jenkins region, Juan Thornhill. I'll let you go first here. I think I'm going to go Ioannidis, because I think there are so many safeties. I don't feel super confident that Juan Thornhill is like the guy that they want. Whereas, I know that They're not going to be able to re-sign both Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. They're going to need somebody who is a competent pass rusher inside, and Ionitis fits that bill. Ionitis it is. Temple tough. The final four, Marcus Mariota against Patrick Peterson. Wow. A real uh, tough decision for general managers in 2015. Uh, I mean, I think they're more... Hmm. See, It's interesting. We have two corners
1: in this year, and not a safety. Well, the Eagles literally don't have a starting safety right now.
2: But I, I think that's if, part of the problem. Is is there's so many? There's safeties. so many. How yeah. could we be confident in who who the most likely yeah. one is going to be?
1: Um, I guess I would go Peterson, but I'll defer to you. I don't feel. Really I feel stronger. sort
2: of similarly about. See, I, I I think the difference between quarterback and running back. Is I think they're going to have they're going to have a guy that they want to be their backup quarterback. They're going to identify mm-hmm. someone and be willing to pay a little bit more because they they value who that yeah. person is. Whereas at running back, they'll just sort of let whoever is there, yeah. and then they'll they'll pick from whoever. They're not they're not going to really care. I don't think. Yeah, let's go Mariota. Is let's go Mariota. Um, and right. I think that could be. I don't know that it will be Mariota, but I think that it could be Mariota. Yeah,
1: I think it's Mariota or, or Jacoby would be the two guys. And I think they'll be priced out of Jacoby. Yeah, I so. think
2: they'll be priced out of Jacoby too.
1: Yeah, it's a Mariota.
2: All right, Mariota. Wow. Somebody wrote a really good headline. <laughs> Marcus Mariota makes it to the finals. Will he be facing Byron Murphy or will he be facing Matt Ioannidis? Now, Ionitis, Zach, do you think you could spell Ionitis off the top of your head? I-O. Uh, I
1: N A D I O N A I N N I D I S
2: S. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to say. I O A. Oh yeah yeah okay. N N I D I S. Okay. Very I, difficult.
1: I could spell it. I'm not good at at saying at spelling it out loud. I could,
2: My fingers do the thinking. I mean that's a tough that's a tough excuse to come up with when you were that far off. You got like four parts of it wrong.
1: I got the I right.
2: So. You did get you got the IO part. Yeah. Uh all
1: right. I was said in a hurricane you want to be in the eye. So save that for another day. <laughs> it was Do You an want to
2: be done by three or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I I got a long way to Wilkesboro. So I took. He's he's
2: speechless. (laughs) Byron Murphy will the Eagles make a big splash and sign a young corner who is entering his prime, who can be their Darius Slay replacement, or will they sign a patchwork defensive tackle rotational pass rusher? What's more likely?
1: So far be it for us, we've been spending the past few weeks saying the Eagles don't have money, they're not going to sign someone, they're going to let all these guys go, and now we have them signing one of the top corners on the market.
2: Um, well, the thing about Byron, he's so young. You can structure exactly. that deal however 100%. you want.
1: I'm going Byron Murphy here. You going Ionitis?
2: I think they're probably more likely to sign Ionitis, but I think that okay. if they're going to sign a big money guy, I really do, from the outside, Around the outside. I think it's I really think it will be Byron Murphy.
1: Interesting. I'm I'm I think so it's Byron
2: Murphy or Zach Allen. I think one of those I two thought guys- you
1: were all in on Zach Allen. When I was because I, I, I wrote my thing last night and then edited it this morning. And I was like, I'm really proud of this Byron Murphy point because I think Bo's all in on Zach Allen. I thought you were talking I've were been thinking Zach about Allen. Byron Murphy all along. Interesting. Okay. So wow.
2: Byron Murphy or Marcus Mariota?
1: I mean, I'd rather go with the guy who's going to play than the guy who's not, so Byron Murphy.
2: Yeah, I think from an SEO standpoint, we've already got the Marcus Mariota thing covered. Let's be the Byron Murphy people.
1: Well, unfortunately- I wore my, this, I wore my
2: Cardinals red, you know. Knowing, yeah, this is,
1: this is not an article. So, I mean, I don't know how the SEO- but,
2: Well, that's a fair point, but-
1: Yeah, but we in the future, we should probably cross promote it and make it an article. I think we devote a lot of time in the pod. We Let's-
2: well, I use That's, this as prep for the thing that you already wrote.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Well, well, one hour and 55 way. minutes later, congratulations are in order to Byron Murphy, who is winning the 2023 free agent quacketology. Byron Murphy, as Zach said, from Scottsdale, Arizona. Byron Murphy Jr., went to Seguero High School. Mm-hmm. born on January 18th, 1996, 5'11",
1: 190.
2: Makes up. He'll,
1: he, he, he makes up for the Cindy uh, Jones thing, if it, if it works out, right? Yeah. You, you go back to the Washington well, the Jimmy Lake the coach
2: corners. And it's like uh, – it's, it's, it's an FU to Jonathan Gannon. You know This is Nick Sirianni uh, getting yeah. him back for trying to hire Nick Rallis successfully.
1: Yeah, I, I I gotta say to the Cardinals here, like if two of the top free agents we're talking about are 25. I said this are 25-year-olds at, at, at like premium positions, corner and interior pass rusher. Uh, maybe you should keep those guys in-house. So
2: all right. Just a thought. Wow. What a ride it's been. Uh I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. What's our plan next week? Are we just reacting to news? We're gonna go live, you know, during the tampering opening window what are we what are we thinking
1: yeah maybe let's go monday okay first day monday night
2: but are we gonna go live like at noon or we're we gonna oh just no go about,
1: no we have to let things happen yeah let's
2: yeah we do have
1: we do have writing responsibilities too you know so yeah
2: you know it's all part of the same job <laughs> we we'll tell them to wait no <laughs> wait for yeah, us
1: yeah that really goes over well when we do that right Let's do. Uh, right. We'll let's do, do. We'll Monday. do
2: something Monday evening.
1: Let's do Monday evening, and then Wednesday, and then.
2: Well, we'll see. I mean, if they sign uh, Byron Murphy on Tuesday, we gotta we gotta pop yeah. in live.
1: Well, sure. We'll be nimble in that regard.
2: We'll be nimble. All right. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and then let's
1: let's let our audience watch Kyle Troops on Thursday, Friday, unless uh, unless we went Thursday morning.
2: Well, yeah, we'll see what happens if there if news merits. We'll we'll yeah. do something, but otherwise, yeah, yeah, I think that's reasonable.
1: Yeah, well, let's let the Dunn family enjoy their final mm. NCAA tournament without, you well, know, without a kid at home. So,
2: <laughs> as Michael's answering like eight phone calls from general managers around the league.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got to look at my bracket here. Yeah. there's a great seven ten game on right now.
2: Michael, this is Arthur Blank. <laughs> I wanted to call you from the top. I really want you. <laughs>
1: If the owner's calling Michael Dunn, he should sign that place right, right there. If the owner cares that. Not me. if
2: he's offering him less money.
1: I think if the owner's calling you, then they clearly are offering you money. Well, then
2: get the more money out of them. If the owner's offering you, you got the leverage. So you pony up an extra eight mil, Arthur.
1: <laughs> That's how the athletic got Bo to come, right? Yeah. Alex and Adam called him directly and he said, pony up the extra eight mil.
2: That's right. All right, that'll do it for uh, another rousing edition of Free Agent Quackatology. Congratulations to Byron Murphy. Apologies to Alexander Madison, who was the uh, last one out from the uh, from the field. For Zach and Marissa and Aziz I'm Bo, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Free agency on the horizon. And as always, we love you.